You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. My name is Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumblings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, the podcast you're listening to right now. As always, you can send in your questions for next week's episode where we answer your questions. That's why it's called Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. Send those to 716-508-0405. You can leave a voicemail or text us at any time. You can send us emails, buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Tweet us at rumblingsqa with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can also send us Facebook and Instagram messages on the Buffalo Rumblings official account. The Bills made it to off-season workouts. We're going to hear from Josh Allen, Tremaine Edmonds, and Sean McDermott on Tuesday, May 25th. Uh, probably before you listen to this podcast, just based on when our show gets downloaded. And so we'll have some more information about what the offseason is going to look like for the Bills and, and what the plan is going forward after that conversation or those conversations, I should say. So lots of stuff can change between now and then, of course. But we've got lots of great questions for this week's episode. So send in yours uh, for next week. What are you wondering about the Buffalo Bills in 2021? We didn't get any specific questions about this, but I wanted to briefly talk about you know, Julio Jones and, and all the stuff surrounding the Buffalo Bills trading for Julio Jones right now. It's, it's a question on the front of a lot of people's minds. My big takeaway from Julio Jones is I think it would be super expensive to do. I think you could do it. It wouldn't necessarily be you know my favorite thing that the Bills ever did from a financial standpoint. Obviously, he's a super talented player and would really change the dynamic of the Bills' offense. Uh, you know, he would steal catches from Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley and the tight end group and everything like that. That wouldn't bother me. Uh, but um, in 2021, his salary is $15 million. The Bills would have to either ask him to take a pay cut, have the Falcons pay part of that um, as a... You know, roster bonus that they give to him now that would take it off of the Bills uh, compensation for him. Um, like say, well, his salary in 2022 and 2023 is $11.5 So if the Falcons took whatever it is, $3.5 million off of his 2021 salary and gave that to him as a roster bonus before trading him, I could see the Bills trying to make a go with that. Um, I think they could make it work financially. It would just be kind of a heavy lift. And then trading a second-round pick for a 32-year-old player doesn't necessarily bring me a lot of joy. Um, I think that they could use that as a building block towards long-term sustainability. But if you think that Julio Jones is the guy to get you over the top, um, 
and that's a Brandon Bean decision, really. It wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't probably do it, but Brandon Bean, if he thinks that that's what's going to get them from the AFC Championship game to a Super Bowl winner, then it would absolutely be worth it. If it doesn't work out, um, then obviously it would be second-guessed a lot. But uh, he's obviously a very talented receiver. But uh, I don't necessarily want to be paying, you know, $13 million to a 33-year-old or a 34-year-old wide receiver. Um, That's just a personal preference for me. Um, But I also haven't looked at any tape or watched anything on Julio Jones other than, you know, the games he plays against the Bills, which have been few and far between. So um, I'll just leave my kind of quick take on Julio Jones short then um, as something that I wouldn't do. But if Brandon Bean thinks it's the one move, and it would have to be the one move to get them over the hump, to win the Super Bowl, it would uh, definitely be worth it. All right, on to the actual questions we received this week. At Roving Herd on Twitter asks us, how do you see DeMar Hamlin getting into the rotation with Hyde and Poyer? I actually wrote about the safety rotation this weekend when Hamlin signed his rookie deal. Um, I don't see him getting into the rotation with Hyde and Poyer, at least for the next two years. Take a look at Jaquan Johnson. When the Bills drafted Jaquan Johnson two years ago, he became their fourth safety as a sixth-round pick. Now, again, two years later, he's the primary backup at safety behind Hyde and Poyer with Dean Marlowe signing with the Detroit Lions. So they brought Johnson along as that you know, top reserve safety after a couple years. Now, two years from now, Jaquan Johnson's rookie deal is going to expire. And then you've got DeMar Hamlin, who would be able to step in to that role. Again, another sixth-round draft pick that maybe in year three could evolve into your primary backup safety. Now, who knows what's going to happen with Hyde and Poyer over the course of those next two years. But... You've at least seen that model play out for the Bills, where they draft a safety in the sixth round, make him a depth option, make him a special teamer, play him you know, in, in some of those throwaway games or when he absolutely has to, and then eventually they start to rely on him. So that's where I see him fitting in in the rotation. He, you know, he might be inactive on game day. He might only play special teams for large chunks of the year, but eventually working his way up to a contributor in the mold of Jaquan Johnson. So, I mean, the Bills have proven how they want to bring along late round picks as you know depth pieces that eventually get promoted into into starting roles. I mean, not everyone's going to be Matt Milano and you know get promoted into a starting role and become you know, a, a Pro Bowler, but you know, even if he just becomes Dean Marlowe or even if he just becomes Jaquan Johnson uh, or your depth safety, I think that's a perfectly respectable career for a sixth round pick. Or he could become someone like, say, Jordan Poyer, who was a late round selection and developed into a Pro Bowl type safety. You know, and that's that's how you make your money is you pick players that exceed what they should be doing. So if if you're if you're thinking that DeMar Hamlin is, you know, a potential long-term depth option at safety, that's great. And if he overperforms that, like seventh round pick Jordan Poyer did and becomes a you know perennial starter and Pro Bowl candidate, that would obviously be better. So 
Thanks for the question over on Twitter at Rumblings Q and A. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Over to our email inbox, Buffalo Rumblings at SBNation.com. Alberto asks us, I have the inkling that Brandon Bean would have picked Carlos Basham had Rousseau not been available at 30, and that perceived value is what caused him to pull the trigger at 61. Do you agree that Basham was actually the backup choice at 30? Um, it's certainly an intriguing option. I mean, I, th- I think they had a, a high grade on Carlos Basham. Maybe he was their first-round grade uh, that they had on him. Um, and so when he fell to them at pick 61, they decided to make the pick. I think that's probably likely. I don't know if like he was 1B to Gregory Rousseau's 1A. I don't know if it was that close. But it's certainly – all we know really is what we saw in the Buffalo Bills embedded, and they – you know, they're very careful to make sure that not too much stuff gets shared out. Uh, I think Carlos Basham doesn't really fit their measurables as much as Greg Rousseau does. So I would have always put Rousseau ahead of Carl, Carlos Basham. Um, so it, it makes sense to me that they would both have first round grades, but I think that they're much, much different prospects. So saying that they're 1A and 1B. Um, maybe is a, a step too far, but saying that Russo was maybe a mid first round grade where Basham was an end of the first round grade. Yeah, I can definitely buy that based on the conversations that we had after the draft and even just watching Sean McDermott's reaction after they were able to to pick Carlos Basham. You know, the Bills had one prospect that they were willing to stay put with and um, and hold on to their second pick and it was Carlos Basham. So Again, him having a first-round grade on him or even a high second-round grade does not surprise me. Um, saying that it was that he was the backup selection at 30, um, that probably would surprise me. So uh, thanks for your question over on our email, buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. We've got another email in our inbox from Joe Pilateri. Lots of people wanted to improve on Levi Wallace. I know he's limited, but as a reminder, what does he do well? Why should we not be too concerned that he's going to be the second cornerback this year? 
Great question. Um, I still think the Bills could sign a, another cornerback to compete at that position. And uh, definitely wouldn't surprise me with the Bills' uh, modus operandi so far in Sean McDermott's tenure of adding that uh, solid veteran. But uh, Levi Wallace um, tends to be in the right position at all times. He is a very willing tackler, um, and the Bills' system is designed for him to allow catches underneath and then come up and make the tackle or support in the run game and make the tackle. And he's very good at that. Um, but just going back and looking through some of the analysis we've done of him over the last couple of years, he just shadows his receivers really well. Um, and he's a very solid but not spectacular player at the cornerback position. Where he's limited is athletically. That's why he was an undrafted free agent. He just doesn't have the athletic measurables, the athletic prowess to be you know, a top flight cornerback in the NFL. He's never going to be a pro bowler or an all pro, but he is a solid player that I'm glad we have on the Buffalo Bills. Not everybody is going to be that. You need a solid player that makes one and a half million dollars on your roster to complete that. You can't pay everybody you know, 10, 12 million dollars a year. So um, that's what Levi Wallace does well. He anticipates what the receiver is going to do well. He you know, is a very, very willing tackler, which is what helps him in Sean McDermott's defense. So it's a great question and a reminder that you know not every player on your roster is going to be a pro bowler or an all pro, but you need to have guys like Levi Wallace, those steady players, those steady veterans that you can have on, on your roster. And again, I don't think that that precludes them from going out and signing another cornerback that makes about $2 million um, and is kind of that steadying presence at that position. It really is going to depend on what they think about Dane Jackson and Cam Lewis. Like, are those guys ready for the big time? Um, because it's funny, um, Sean McDermott said at the draft, you can never have enough pass rushers after they selected Carlos Basham. And Dick Geron always used to say you can never have enough cornerbacks. And so the Bills obviously have a you know different defensive mindset now than they did under Dick Geron. But for me, you know, I, I would rather they have three, four, five cornerbacks that can play significant snaps. And right now they've got two with a bunch of question marks. And you know that one of those guys is going to get injured at some point. Um, you know, Tredavis White's concussion from a year or two ago, uh, Josh Norman pulling a muscle or you know maybe even a cornerback just walking away and retiring in the middle of a game you know there's going to be reasons that you need other guys to step up so are you comfortable with that being Dane Jackson and Cam Lewis um you know, it depends I don't know what Sean McDermott thinks at this point in time but it would not surprise me at all to see them add somebody else at that position group this offseason thanks for your question over in our email inbox buffalo rumblings at sbnation.com before we go, I wanted to uh, point you in the direction of the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube channel uh, where we had uh, former Buffalo Bills running back Carlos Williams on the Code of Conduct podcast and uh, YouTube show this week. You can go check that out over on our YouTube page or in the podcast channel at some point. Jay Spence the King is just doing such a nice job getting those great guests over on the Code of Conduct podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube channel. Um, the overreaction uh, show with Joe Miller as well has been doing some, some great stuff over there on YouTube. 
We've got lots of off-season content coming your way right now. We're going through over at buffalorumlinks.com the top plays from every single game this year. We're doing that over the course of 16 consecutive weekdays and uh, letting fans vote on what they thought the play of the game was. Then we'll do our annual bracket challenge where we figure out what the play of the year was for the Buffalo Bills 2020 season. Make sure you go over there. Let your voice be heard in our polls. We've got our 90 Bills in 90 Days series. It's closer to 91 for 91 now because the Bills have the International Pathway Program exemption for running back Christian Wade. And so there's that where we do individual scouting reports on every single Bills player over the course of 90 consecutive days leading up to uh, the middle of August and you know training camp. Starting soon will be our best and worst salary cap values from the 2020 season as well. And of course, we're covering anything that happens at Buffalo Bills, OTAs, and beyond. So we've got lots of content coming down the road here for you Buffalo Bills fans. We don't take vacations. We don't go offline for large chunks of the offseason. We've got you covered. So keep it locked into buffalorumlings.com for all of your offseason Buffalo Bills talk. As always, you can leave your questions for next week's episode at 716-508-0405. You can text or leave a voicemail there. You can send emails to buffalorumlings at sbnation.com. You can tweet us at rumblings Q and A with the word and spelled out in the middle. Tons of ways to get in touch with us over at buffalorumblings.com and rumblings Q and A. Go Bills. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, Mom. <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. From data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. So how can you keep up? Well, The Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insight. So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts.